0: Welcome back to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I am your host, Jase, and I've got the usual suspects, Mike. Hello. And Lindsay. Hello. How are we doing, folks?
1: Doing really well.
0: well season four. Season four. That came gone. around, eh?
1: That did. came around. Flies. Flies in.
0: How are you feeling about
1: it? Yeah, good. A little less stressed, more confident. Mm. Ha- happy to...
0: Have you listened back to season three? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Thanks for being a <laughs> good listener there. Mike, what about you? How are you feeling about it?
2: Yeah, good. As, as always, ready to go, ready to go on and, and cover maybe a different topic, chat about some new things nice. and share some value, hopefully,
0: with the listeners. I'll tell you what, since you've started mentioning it, give us a quick intro. What's coming up in season four?
2: Well, you know, in the last the last season we're, we're talking mostly motivational sort of concepts. This time we're going to take a bit more of a troubleshooting sort of vibe. So dealing with setbacks and injury as we get close to the... F- December in a, in a number of weeks time we're going um, <laughs> to He's very about,
0: reluctant to say festive period <laughs> Yeah I
2: know <laughs> We're going to talk about managing that, that sort of festive period we're going to have three more member interviews again diving into some stories of difficulties setbacks we're even going to talk a little bit about managing time and, and things like that fitting exercise in, into our lives and things like that so hopefully some good
0: stuff for yeah, everybody listening. Exciting, exciting people coming on for the member interviews as well.
2: Yeah, some good stories,
0: I think. Good stories. Really good stories. So that's what's coming up in season four. But today, we are tackling listener questions. So I've got a list of questions come through. I'm going to shout them out and you're going to give us the answers and the opinions. <laughs> so first up was all about calories and tracking. And question number one came through was, what are your thoughts on tracking calories? Tracking calories. Lynn, do you wanna feel that?
1: I think for me, there's a place for it. Mm-hmm. There's a place for tracking, but there's also a place not to track. Yeah. Uh, I think it depends on where you are in your journey with fitness, exercise. Mentally. Mentally, if, if you've got the capacity to track. I mean, you can track loads of things, but when it comes to calories, I think the, the usual suspects of like my fitness pal, it takes up time. Yeah. It's effortful. But it does make an impact. So I think I'm in two minds about tracking as a whole.
0: I'm Mm -hmm. similar. Almost like, for me, it's, I think everybody at some point should track. You should track your finance, track your calories, just to get an idea of where you're at and where you kind of need to go and where you need to be. How deep you track is another ballgame altogether. So you can just track calories or you can go calories, macros, and then you can track other things that affect energy balance as well. So it depends how deep you want to go. I think everybody should track at some point. Mike?
2: Yeah, I, w- I would add to that. Certainly for me and, and many members we've worked with, it, it can be a real educational thing. So I remember coming out of, of my difficulties with binge eating and my relationship with food. Tracking got me away from that good-bad sort of dichotomy with food. Because I realised that actually I could eat something that I perceived as bad, yeah. but my calories were were just fine. So, so you're
0: quantifying it.
2: Yeah, yeah, doing that was was probably a bit of a turning point for me. Actually, yeah. uh, just learning like tracking, and I, I've probably spent times I think at least a year where I've tracked consistently, but I've got this stage now where I'm not interested. There's there's I know yes if. If I really wanted to, like the biggest difference I could make f- to my body composition would be if I tracked everything meticulously and stayed on track, but I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> like I think it's just, yeah, it's not for me. And I think for a lot of people, if if your goal is to have a normal relationship with food, I could with the greatest respect, maybe argue that keeping track of absolutely everything you eat isn't, isn't really that normal. Um, <laughs> That's not to say you shouldn't do it, you know, if it works for you, because you could make the same argument with tracking your time or like you said, Jace, tracking your finances. I think most people, if they gave every penny that they earn a month, if they gave every penny a function for the month and tracked every penny they spent, they'd probably find a few more pennies. (laughs) They'd probably find (laughs) the spend spend and save their money better. Same with your calories. So again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to track. It's just for me now,
1: I'm kind of over it it comes and goes with me. It's it's very much a short term thing. So like, sort of going through a period of heightened Mm, exercise, fitness. If I've got something coming up like a holiday, then I'll have all the will in the world to like, okay, let's just track for four weeks just to sort of hone in and get a little bit better. But then there's the flip side of it for me on that track. And if I get to the end of the day and I've still got 100 calories left, I'm going to eat that 100 calories. And it's like, that's when it starts to play with my mind a little bit I'm like the I metrics. don't actually need it but
0: it's there so I'll take that last hundred yeah the metrics can get a bit a bit buzzed yeah mm-hmm.
2: and I think if you're the sort of person that can only eat well when you're tracking and the minute you're not tracking you're, you're going off track it's almost, a little bit of a almost slightly bell. using
0: tracking for, for the wrong reason if you can't do it without tracking you need to use the tracking as an education tool to, to teach yourself about right yeah, I eat this. I feel good. If I eat this, I don't feel that good. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I but eat this much. I. Have that's that's special.
2: the word, though. That you, you nailed it there. It's a tool, yeah. and so it's not necessarily if tracking is good or bad. It it has its use. It's just is it the right tool for the right person at the mm-hmm. right time. Same yeah. with stepping on scales. I think I said in a previous show, like I advise one person to weigh themselves every day. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And I advise a different member t- to throw their scales away. So yeah. it, it, it's it's about the tool and yeah. and just what the use is. But I, I do think sometimes just that it has that maybe an energy for some people yeah. where like they they need it or they they can't do without it. Or or conversely, the minute they start tracking, they start finding themselves like you know it, it brings up old dieting mm-hmm. behaviors, and then they start going off track, and there's this angst. So it's. It's very much just like: is it the right tool at the right time for the right person for the right, right reason for the right goal for the right yeah. goal. Yeah,
0: we, we we spoke off air a little bit about this off air. How was weird? To laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> we spoke uh, about the eighty twenty rule and the cost of, of tracking and getting lean and and tell us a little the bit more about the
2: cost that. of getting in shape. Yeah, like so. Again, going back to what I said, if I if I if I want to get into like movie star shape. Maybe tracking oh, which movie stuff maybe, <laughs> maybe tracking needs to play a role, um, there's lots of them, I guess, um, but it maybe needs to play a role for me, but I think for most people, you can get most of the benefits with a more relaxed approach, like just you know exercising fairly consistently, eating reasonably well, and you don't need to do all the the extra stuff like I think the that extra twenty percent of effort. Can provide a lot more results, but that's also where you need a lot more discipline and willpower mm-hmm. and focus and everything to get through it. Yeah. So, if you can be happy with with where you're at and and do the sort of eighty percent of stuff, or maybe um, mucking up the rule for because the 80 20 is the twenty percent of your effort provides eighty 80% percent of the results, and that that's effect- effectively mm-hmm. where I'm probably at with a lot of the stuff. But for for someone if they want to. If they want to get that next level of fitness or physique, that's where they probably the, the cost of it is much higher. The cost in terms of discipline and focus and effort, and the tools they're going to use, and they
1: need to change their life like a lot. If that's the case, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you're very much that dedicated to the cause.
0: The yeah, identity change you
2: need. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so I think the point we're saying is to to be generally fit and healthy and happy, you can do a certain amount of work. But if you're wanting like. Mm-hmm. Again, say movie star level of physique or fitness or you know super athlete. Then there's that. There's another whole level of steps, which which is probably exponentially more difficult. And if you think about the movie stars, that's their
0: full time job when they're when they're doing that. And they also have people who walk around and slap the dig- the digestives out of their hand or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, not today. <laughs> yeah, uh, when we we're, were chatting off air, there's that word again. We. <laughs> We went, we went deep into that 80-20 rule and the fact that there's 80-20 rule within the 80-20 rule within that 80-20 rule. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, so that's 4% minus the two calories. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm going to say I'm glad I wasn't there for that conversation. <laughs>
0: that was a huge one. Uh, I'm going to keep with the calories and the tracking and stuff. And the next question was all about crash diets. I'm, I'm going to leave that completely open, just crash diets.
2: Yeah, well, first of all, there's the word crash. So... Like, you, that can mean all sorts of different things. But if we're talking about going on a diet, let's say, because I guess what's the difference between a, a diet and a crash diet other than just using the word diet for what you eat? It's a but, but So yeah. let's say going on, a, going on a diet, right? My attitude to it is there's, there's no problem with even going on crash diets unless they get in the way of you learning how to live a normal, fit and healthy and happy life. So the mistake that people do is they go from diet to diet to diet to diet and they never learn the skills of staying on track consistently. So that's, you know, we've spoken, I think, in season one about like our whole philosophy is more about helping people have a a normal, happy relationship with food and exercise so they can feel fit and healthy without all of the angst Mm. Now, I think if someone has got most of that sort of skill set in place, then if they want to go on a diet ahead of a wedding, an event, you know, we can talk about you yeah. in a sec, yeah. uh, then, then there's, there's a total place for it because mm-hmm. you can go on that diet and then you can just go back to normal on track. But the, I think for every diet a person goes on, if they don't understand the tools of staying on track normally, they pick up a little bit of baggage. Especially if it's more, or a lot. <laughs> well, the more quirky the diet, the more baggage they pick yeah. up. So if the bag, if the diet is like zero carbs, there's probably some sort of thing that begins to grow in them where where carbs is a thing. Like I, I, I had a, uh, someone I trained years ago who went on like a an all shakes sort of diet, and they felt like they were never the same after it. They couldn't they couldn't drink shakes anymore, or they tried to do the diet like a subsequent time and they couldn't get past one day. It was just like there was too much baggage involved in it. So I think the main thing that people have to do is, is again, just learn the basics of staying on track normally, good days and bad Mm -hmm. days, you know, coasting through. And then you've got a platform from which to go on a a diet at the right time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say you see all the time, especially with the stop-start diets throughout the years, and we've got a lot of members that are plus 50, and they've all went through that, cycle and still trying to get rid of the baggage that they've collected through the years and it's maybe taken them four or five years of being with us to start to understand that okay that's not the normal way this is and it's okay to then okay i've got a wedding coming up so i'll now i've got the basics the foundations i understand health nutrition exercise now I can push on yeah. and, and go for that extra calories yeah. off or whatever.
2: And, and do you know what? Though I think some people love that, like that feeling of here we go, I'm on another yeah. diet. And but it, it it gets really tiring. It gets to the point where you're like, I've done this,
0: like I've done this too many times before. It's the and mental energy that you have to use, like it is, it was almost yeah. not really worth it.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that. Angst is the best word I have for it, for just this feeling around Even some people, as soon as they they pull out their bathroom scales or, again, as soon as they reactivate their MyFitnessPal or any of these sort of dieting-type behavior, there's just like a bit of energy or something. And then they find themselves... We spoke about self-sabotage a few episodes back. Then they find themselves beginning to do this weird sabotaging behavior. It's inexplicable because two weeks ago when they were not on a diet... They were eating like an adult, and then all of a sudden, Mm all right, I'm setting this goal, I'm going to go again. And all of a sudden, they find themselves shooting themselves on the foot again. I say they, like I've been (laughs) there. It's
1: like me. It's the restriction on it as well. It's just constant pressure, it feels like.
0: Yeah, and the the anxiety of the whole thing can get on top of you quite a lot.
2: Yeah, and and do you know what? It's it's not even just weight loss. I, I remember years ago like, I don't know how many guys have done this where you're like, right, I'm bulking. And you spend a number of weeks, like eating a heap of food and try to get big. And then you're on a cutting phase. Um, and right now I'm going to get lean. And it's just another
0: way- to, You just took a, a snapshot into uh, my youth there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it is, it's just like, I remember one of my friends saying to me like, what is the, what's the point in that, like, you're just always on a diet. You're always, and, and what, what blokes do, if you're anything like me and some of my pals have done, you, you decide, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and put on some muscle. So eat more food and you know, you're, you're training hard with the weights, but you get to a point where you're like, you, you need to probably do a year of that you to really get some muscle on. But probably six weeks in, you're like, do you know what, I'm feeling a bit bulky, I'm feeling a bit fat now, I think I'm gonna go a cut. And so you never go long enough in either bulking or cutting to get the result you want. And you just end up flip flopping around. And for me, I find that a pain in the backside because all of a sudden my jeans are getting too tight. And then I go the other way and everything's a bit too loose. And it's like,
1: this is... Even just listening to that is like, effortful. I'm like, exhausted.
2: (laughs) The best way is just like, make peace with your body a bit. And then just try and stay on track generally and make small improvements for a longer period of time. That's That tends to be where my mind is at. Mm -hmm. Although, having said that every now and then, there's that surge of thinking, right, maybe I should... Maybe I should get totally in the best shape of my life. Yeah, should I do it? But the, the funny thing is, the minute I start taking steps to to do that, I'll, I'll muck it up. It's, it's just, yeah. it's an interesting thing. But let's talk about your Yeah, your uh, yeah. One, so geez.
0: I'm literally in, in a fat loss phase. So And it's nearing the point where I'm about to almost crash diet for two weeks. However, I'm not just going to go straight into it. I've got things prepared on the other side of it. And I'll be able to reverse diet back out of it but to get to the crash diet I haven't I'm not just going straight into it I've actually I did a whole month of really focusing on habits and portion size and keeping control and then I did another month of starting to track calories and then I've done a final month just finished another month of doing tracking macros and water intake and steps and pretty much every other quantifiable measurement in my life at the second The, the crash diet coming up is it's a pro for me like i know it's only going to be a very very short time i'm not going to go i'm not going to I say i'm not going to get hung up on it i've got you guys to keep me uh keep me from getting hung up on it but what does
1: that look like though what does the next two weeks look like
0: the next two weeks my, my water intake will shoot up to about four liters or something just to make sure that i'm not keeping any water in the my carbs will lower down to below 200 grams for the first time in I don't know five years six (laughs) years (laughs) which I'm going to be hungry with it I fully accept that again I realise I need to be hungry it's kind of the the, the point but it's yeah the rest of it my my proteins will go up my fats will go up and I'll try and maintain eating in and around my training so I've got plenty of energy for that and then I can kind of just loaf out at night time but I'm fully fully aware of the, the pros and cons that are coming and it's just I'm gonna journal it to try and keep myself from going off into the deep end and having to have a long fight back with it. I've been there before, and you're like, right, now I'm just not eating any carbs again because I like the way my skin feels quite thin with it. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, think that, prepared.
0: I think the important thing to
2: to reinforce though is Jace isn't going from the couch to this. No. Jace no. has been exercising consistently for years and years. And generally eating normally yeah and now he's just wanting to have a surge i guess so what's what's driving that just now
0: so the big big surge i've got my wedding in two weeks i'm also 30 near the end of october so well this will be out and i'll be 30 (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah thank you happy birthday (laughs) and also
2: um it's not just this two week you've been You've been gradually building. Yeah, I've up been to gradually this as well. building
0: this up. Yeah, so for what six weeks, maybe eight, eight, eight weeks, eight weeks now. So it's coming. This is just past the eighth week. So another two weeks, and I'll uh, slowly.
2: And, and come how back have you like. found that process of staying on track? And you know, like I said, not throwing the toys out the pram and sabotaging it and things like that.
0: It's been a challenge. The biggest, the biggest and best thing I actually did was post it every day on my Instagram what I was doing, because that actually helped keep me accountable. It made sure I was tracking. It made sure I was, you know, I don't want to jump on Instagram and be like, oh, I'll put on five kilos, because I went (laughs) and had three chippers and spoke to a guy at the gym who took me out and toured all the chippers in Aberdeen. But we, it's, it was a challenge to start with. Obviously, you have to get used to Mm -hmm. tracking. You have to get used to bringing your phone out, scanning things in. You have to build that habit, and there'll be days I'll get to the end and be like, oh, I didn't put anything in. My fitness pal, and then you look at it; it's gonna, it's gonna interrupt the streak. My fitness pal gives you a little, mm-hmm. well done. You've you've tracked for seven days in a row, or whatever it might be. So when something interrupts it, you're like, oh no, it's, I've interrupted it, or I've not crossed off that day.
1: So it's been up and down.
0: It, oh, 100 yeah. percent been up and down. Yeah, as is my weight. My weight never once just went down. It's been a roller coaster with that. To the point where I actually, I remember saying on instagram i was like i'm not entirely sure this is working (laughs) because i'm i'm eating way less than what i used to and i'm not even shifting weight but then all of a sudden i would have this massive drop or i would look dramatically different like my cheekbones would come back or something but oh well maybe actually this is working Mm -hmm. but it it is really hard and i found the initial stage, of, at this point now, I'm, I'm in it and I'm in deep in it. I'm, I'm okay, I'm fine. I understand the body fluctuations. I know what foods will, will sort of inflame me a little bit and I'll look slightly different with it. But at the start, when I didn't get that drop every single day, I was annoyed. <laughs> like, I'm trying really hard here. And then you, you obviously have to remember like all the different moving parts, one to the body and two to digestion, water intake. So it just became... It became re-learning everything that I'd learned. And it's things that obviously we coach and we teach and we we go on about, but sometimes you just have to sit down and think, right, come on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) think about it. Why aren't you losing? Well, you're not losing because, well...
2: Yeah, it's that, that sort
1: of
0: detaching the emotional side of it yeah. from from
2: like the, the rational or the factual side. And that's side probably
1: of it. why people self sabotage, if you like, because they see that it's not moving for three or four days and they think, what's the point? Yeah, That's probably where yeah. it goes.
2: Yeah. I think, so I guess to wrap this, this bit up, for the person listening, I think if you're in a place where you've done diet after diet after diet, or you're not on track, or you've never consistently got a period where you're Eating well and exercising, I think that's the place that you have to start. Almost like I don't want to say this like a hundred percent, but almost like that's a prerequisite for a diet. Like you almost have to qualify for going on a Mm -hmm. diet, because otherwise it's just the stop-start cycle. Repeat, 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 repeat.
0: Yeah. It was like the very start, I wanted to make sure I was hitting all the basics. Can I get my bed on time? Can I eat protein with every meal? Am I eating veg with every meal? Because I know that Mm keeps can keep me full. So I did a full month of that just to make sure that was nailing the basics, and then I just layered on top of it mm-hmm. from there. Yeah, layers,
2: good, good way of thinking about it. Uh,
0: just thinking of sort of fat loss there, the next question is actually about fat loss. So when you're in a calorie deficit and you lose weight slash fat, where does it go? Does the body just burn fat as energy, goes as waste, or I've even heard that you breathe it out? who's tackling
2: it. I, I like this question I like it because it's a sort of thing I like it because it's
0: got an emoji in it <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's a sort of thing it's a sort of thing I, I like to think about you know just getting curious about, about things and it shows that this person's actually thinking about the stuff mm-hmm. um, so the short answer is yeah you, you breathe it out and you pee it out um, slightly longer answer without turning it into a physiology sort of lecture and I'll try and keep it basic in case there are some physiology nerds listening in <laughs> you're going to call me out but you've got you eat, essentially you're eating protein fat and carbohydrate those things all get broken down in the body so protein becomes amino acids which is the the building blocks and can for, you can you tell me all eight of them no, no. <laughs> um carbohydrate becomes glucose yeah effectively which is which is funny when people talk about like not eating sugar because all carbs ultimately become sugar in the body um and The fat you eat gets broken down into fatty acids, and ultimately, so that the energy we use is this molecule called ATP. So these, the protein, fat, and carbs get used. The 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 amino acids in particular can get used for all different roles in the body, structurally and things like that. But when they uh, and everything actually gets stored or used, but when it gets used, it will get turned it'll become will become ATP which is the the call it the energy molecule mm-hmm. like molecule to make that simple so every little it, it's easy to forget your body is a buzz of activity constantly even when you're sleeping think about all the blood going around think about all like the cells dividing and growing and changing and and so all of that is fueled by this ATP and the byproducts when ATP gets broken down I don't know how'm gonna constantly say that. <laughs> Is water and carbon dioxide, yeah. and so the carbon dioxide breathe out. we breathe out, and the byproducts of the amino acids, they get broken down into nitrogen, which then gets converted to urea, which then gets excreted in our urine. So yeah, you're you're when you're burning fat, you're literally
1: breathing, breathing
2: out. it out and you're peeing it out essentially. So it's 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 weird when it you, when, weird you when you think about you think things about that, that way. Um,
1: it's a good a, question. It's,
2: it's a good
0: question, yeah.
1: It got me thinking. I was like, what's this again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just thinking there, there's a, there must be tests, and probably in Loughborough or something, where you put on a mask and it'll tell you what you're breathing out at that time. Like, are you breathing out fat or...?
2: Well, no, because it's still, it's always carbon, carbon dioxide. dioxide by that time. And you're, sorry, always, yeah, yeah. you're
0: always breathing out mm. carbon dioxide. But what which energy source you're using at that point?
2: Yeah, well, they can do that because, yeah, depending on, on your type, type of activity you do and the composition of your diet, yeah. you could be burning more fat at a given time rather than, than carbohydrate.
0: It's fun, is it? We can go into um, it. So. Mm.
2: <laughs> but it's interesting because calories is, is a unit of heat, right?
0: It's not, it's not a unit of, actually, of energy. Calories was invented by uh, trains. That's what they used in order to to. The, they needed a measure of heat, a unit of heat in order to know how fast trains can go. Hmm. And that's really? how they came up with it, yeah. Oh, it'll be uh, steam trains. Steam trains, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because a calorie
2: is the amount of heat one, produced to heat one litre of water one by one... One, yeah. Um, yeah. one degree. One degree, yeah. And then so when when ATP is used, though, it isn't it isn't 100% efficient. I think it's only 40% gets used and then 60% is lost as heat. Yeah. Um, And so that's how... That's how, like, the mass, the, f- the food we eat is, is linked to the ATP production, and the ATP production is linked to the heat that's generated, which is how that measurement of heat, the calorie, links to the energy. You've just blown makes people's sense. minds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody will be listening like, hold on a minute, <laughs> sure rewind, I'm, rewind, rewind. I'm not
2: sure I even it made sense to myself <laughs> there. <so. laughs> we'll listen back a bit. None of us made sense there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Someone, if you're listening, physiology people, write in. and,
0: and
1: Tell <laughs> us otherwise. T- t-
2: tell me where it went wrong. <laughs> oh, the,
0: okay. uh, the next few questions actually were all about exercising aging or exercising with an illness or injuries. Um, and I think we're going to tackle that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on some of that stuff. Um, I think
2: some of them, like, yeah, so people wrote in with questions about oh, exercise with a, with a chronic illness, uh, talk about exercise and aging, and we can touch on that a little bit just now. Some of it we might we might get to in a in a separate episode. Um, I think the, the the short answer is like most of the time, exercise helps. Like with with aging, I think I think uh, the the biological term is se- senescence. I think for that's like biological aging, and I think too often we just associate getting older with, with um, deterioration. Right. But when they, when they go study like hunter gatherer tribes that are living in their natural habitat, like the, the grandparents are as active as everybody else. They play important roles, looking after kids, like keeping active and they're as healthy. They're not got any more body fat, things like that. And so it's, a lot of this stuff isn't true senescence it's inactivity like we stop doing stuff now there are things like the age associated loss of muscle mass does happen but guess what by lifting weights <laughs> and doing resistance training mm-hmm. we can limit that yeah there's also power more to a, a greater degree than muscle mass we lose power yeah. as we age so therefore we should we should try and train keep that um but yeah, a lot of the stuff yes there there is true like you know what an example of senescence is is wrinkles right so there are changes that occur with aging Yes. but exercise is as effective you know can have have a role for for of people yeah yeah mm-hmm. we can we can touch in if there's more i guess specific questions in it we can touch touch on about it like and I know some people are like, oh, it's, you know, it's different. And like, I feel, I don't know if it's a COVID thing or, or what, um, maybe just not getting holidays over the last couple of years, but I feel in the last couple of years, physically I've not been quite the same. And everyone, everyone could easily say, ah, that's because you're, you know, you're, you're late getting 30s older. now or, or whatever. Um, but so, and, and so what I'm trying to say is I can, I can relate to people who have aches and pains and things like that. But a lot of it is carrying too much weight, Being too inactive, Mm -hmm. or uh, for me, I think I've I've got so many old injuries, which we can talk about in a future episode. um, Yeah, two part or that one. It's causing (laughs) it's causing trouble. Um, I think
1: under the the exercise umbrella, though, like it doesn't need to be intense training. Just something like even mobility. Like it, you can keep doing mobility, even if it's small movements through the joints as you age. That's going to make you feel better. We all know how good it feels when you do a five minute flow. Oh, yeah. Do you know mm, what I mean? No mm. matter what age you are. Yeah. So I think you just need to be able to move it if you can.
2: Yeah. And there are more studies done in seniors, they call them, in the American studies um, than well, the most popular study groups are college college people because they're at the unis and the seniors, and there's so many studies to show the benefits of strength training, mm-hmm. of mobility, of like Tai Chi, yeah. And yeah. all these things, that it doesn't have any less of an effect. Movement um,
0: is medicine. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Movement is medicine.
2: Um, we do you jo- want, jo- sorry, just, just one, <laughs> one more bit on that, because this is an interesting point. Exercise is actually abnormal. Exercise as in formal, deliberate, going to work out my body for no other, no apparent reason, is is a bit abnormal. So when I spoke about that, you know, these hunter-gatherers, it would be madness if somebody's gone, do you know what, Dave, I'm just going out for a 5K run. Like, because they they <laughs> have to move, they have to move to eat. Yeah. So, like, there is a part of it, physical activity is, like, an essential part of life, or has been for, like, countless thousands of years. And that's, and it's the part that is so integrated into life that is that helps people keep healthy and active as they age exercise as in deliberate going to the gym or going for a run is Painful. from an evolutionary <laughs> point of view
1: yeah weird it is
2: totally <laughs> abnormal so if if you feel like if if it feels like not so normal for you like that's that's okay
0: you still have to do it, i think <laughs> yeah and there and there's loads of components to fitness that you can dabble in train yeah. and try out and yeah. keep yourself moving and taking over with. We we had a couple of questions on menopause and menstruation. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we're going to do that question, we'll, we'll save it for a full episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe in a full season yeah. for, yeah. for, for we're different full. topics. We'll, we'll, yeah. There was a lot of questions on it. So a lot I
1: a I think it um, should be its own standalone topic. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of information topics. to go into it. So. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we're going to do it. We'll do it justice. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on. We're going to do some fun questions. No, no cheating, <laughs> looking at my bit of paper. <laughs> Trying to get a head start on the questions. All right. With question number one. With the constant evolution of the industry to date, what in your opinion has been the most significant and impactful change? Lance? Dun, dun, dun. Nice.
1: I'm going to say that more and more people of all ages and male, female, others can strength train because it was seen that it was just a male-dominated thing or an aerobics was female, if you like. Not even that long ago. So I think it's been amazing to see that become global and anybody can do it. I think that's a real change. Like, that's where I would go with that one.
0: Yeah, The use of barbells and dumbbells yeah, and kettlebells. Yeah, it's for everyone. Just Now being standard.
1: Yeah.
2: Is, is yeah. Do, you, do you know what else is linked to that then? Because that very change helps change the industry because let's say in the year 2000 or maybe even 2010, if you wanted to open a gym, you needed millions because what a gym looked like was rows and rows of treadmills or cross trainers or whatever, cardio pieces Machines. and roads rows and rows of machines but then what happens is the the girl who wants to get fit or the guy they see their favorite go back to movie stars they see the movie stars training or their favorite athletes training and they're training with a kettlebell or a or a suspension trainer or Mm -hmm. dumbbells or barbells or whatever so so that's what they want to do as well and then what that does is that requires more coaching so it causes a shift in the and it's also it's more economical to open a gym with three suspension trainers, a rack of kettlebells, and a rack of dumbbells, and a sandbag, or something like that. In a green, a turf. <laughs> <And> a, yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> so, but, but that means that means more people can open gyms, but also it, it changes the dynamic dynamic of the fitness industry mm-hmm. from this membership model, where it's just do it, do it yourself. Jump in. Once you're in the gym, you're on your own. To an industry where coaching is built in mm-hmm. and service is built in, things like that. So I think that that shift isn't just a shift in the training, but it's a shift in the service. And, and the ch- that
1: probably changed the demographic as well.
2: Yeah, and and the whole thing has because there's because there's now coaching. Yeah. Um, and it's made it more more accessible to people who previously
0: wouldn't have maybe lifted weights and things. Mm-hmm. There's probably more more e- to it. Even just making coaching more accessible for everyone mm-hmm. and yeah. a standardized type thing. Yeah. The, for me, and this is going to sound so bizarre, but one of the best things I think is the the, the like Instagram influencers and just Instagram or Facebook and the fact that you can get all this information at the click of a button. Okay, some of it's not great. <laughs> some of it you should just you know block and delete and, and get rid of them. But there's some good people out there putting out some really good free information mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that can help. Change your mind on a lot of things. Yeah, there's
2: information, and then also you can add to that like some of the tech. Yeah, you know some of the fitness tracking devices, the calorie tracking devices we spoke about earlier, all that sort of stuff. and
0: Definitely Mm -hmm. has an impact.
1: It's more accessible for everyone. It makes it. It
0: makes it. Yeah, makes everything more accessible. and almost slightly easier (laughs) to get involved in. Yeah. The the next question slightly linked. So that was that was a question on what we thought was been the most impactful change. Which fitness myth do you find the funniest slash most bizarre? <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough
2: one. <laughs> it is tough. Do you know, I, was, I, I did get a sneak peek at some of these and I was trying to think of it. you be- at my bit of paper. <laughs> the, best, uh, the best story I could come up with was when I was doing my PT course. So this is going back to 2009, which feels a, a while sure. back. <laughs> but... Uh, There was a person, and again, this isn't to call anybody out, but there was a person on the course who was waking up at three in the morning, setting an alarm. Name and shame. So he could have (laughs) a a spoon of peanut butter in the middle of the night in order to keep his
0: metabolism going and to lose more fat. Okay, one more time, because I think I interrupted. (laughs) Someone got up at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night to have a spoon of peanut butter... Keep their metabolism stoked. Yeah, yeah. In
2: order to help burn more fat. What's your thoughts and, on that? And I thought, and I, and again, you know, th- things have moved on in the past. Yeah. However, 10, 12 years, whatever it is. But I remember at
0: the time thinking this. That that's that's not isn't, helping. It, isn't per- that? Uh, oh, who's the guy who played Wolverine again? Um, Hugh Jackman. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Is that, not, is that not something he did? He used to get up at three to have a protein shake. I I don't know.
2: I don't know. I thought it was mad and there's a couple other reasons because the reason he was doing it is just literally said, a bloke at the gym told him. Mm -hmm. And also, so I I think I mentioned before, I did my PT course in Spain and some of the people every weekend were just going down to the strip and and, uh, getting, uh, you know, getting drunk every weekend. And and this person was one of them. So there's a a bit Uh, of a disconnect.
1: Also though, like you said this before, you're interrupting your sleep pattern. To get up, to eat, to go yeah. back—like yeah. oh, you're not going to get back yeah. to sleep. I don't get it. So that
2: probably was the mo- more bizarre one. That, uh-huh. that at least that I, my memory can can tell me. Of, of course, people have done lots of weird and wonderful things a lot yeah. of the time, inc- including ourselves. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, but that that You've was a there. that was a
0: bizarre one. You guys got any? Oh, you 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 just said something there, including ourselves. So what have you done that's <laughs> <laughs> quite bizarre or funny?
2: What have I done that's bizarre? I don't know if, if I guess, it depends which lens you're looking through because the things didn't seem too bizarre at the time. But like fast fasting protocols, which again uh, still have their place, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, juicing stuff, paleo stuff, like going on a thirty day with no grains, legumes, dairy, yeah. no like man made sweets or anything bits and pieces like that.
0: Um, yeah. For me, it's more following gurus and not not looking at the science just oh that looks quite interesting mm-hmm. i think the, the funniest thing i ever did i used to eat an entire tin of pineapple chunks after every workout because it had some special properties yeah so i can't remember what i think it was something to do with insulin and yeah. cortisol get and getting myth. your glucose up yeah, yeah
1: so we shouldn't get started on diet coke then no
0: oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well now you mentioned it there we go no,
1: right.
0: Lynch, no. you got a fitness myth
1: probably nothing that i want to say no like we could go down all of the ridiculous tools and fads of exercise kit and things but no i think i'll i'll leave it there
0: without offending anyone we'll move on yeah i think so (laughs) okay oh this is an interesting one you can only use one piece of equipment in akr for your workout for a week only one piece and the same piece for the week what would you use and why now, I mean, so initially already I'm thinking about this question is, is that like a barbell and plates or is it just a barbell? We need, we need to clarify. <laughs> we, need, we need some rules for um, this
2: question. I always think these are, these are weird because my immediate response is, why, why can I only have one piece? Because <laughs> you know that's, I mean? <laughs> <'Cause>
1: that's
2: the
0: question. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the
1: question. Honestly, I would be original dumbbell. I think you can do everything with a dumbbell. Mm Kettlebell is a bit of a fancy. You can still swing with a dumbbell, snatch, clean, press, pulls. Like, I'm all for the dumbbell. You just
2: need to pick the right weight, don't you? That's good, yeah. Yeah. Just
1: just right.
0: Sticking with dumbbell? I'm
1: sticking with dumbbell. Just pick
0: a sled. Just sled pushes all (laughs) week long.
1: (laughs) 60 minutes of sled pushes. Do them slow, you
0: can do them fast, you can do them on one leg. A salt bike. (laughs) I was actually thinking of an assault bike. No, no, no. Um, I'll, I'll go dumbbell as well. But again, you need to make sure it's it's got a substantial heaviness to it that you can.
1: Or you just complex everything.
0: Or are you just complex. I, p- everything.
2: I pick a mat and just take <laughs> a take, take a week of stretching and yeah. mobility work.
1: That's where <laughs> your hides yeah. at right now. Yeah, like.
0: I think so. <laughs> uh, okay, what are the coaches' favourite workout tracks? I mean, this is an entire podcast season. <laughs> <laughs> we could uh, <laughs> we can release Spotify playlists and go on and go on. Oh, Lindsay's going to come up with some terrible trance music here. Hey,
1: that's the only way. (laughs) Trance, drum and bass, I'm okay with that. But a specific one would be Silence by Tiesto. There you go. If only he
0: was silent, that (laughs) would be (laughs) be
2: better. (laughs) Uh, Mike. Do you know when I'm lifting weights? I've still in the last few weeks just been going back to my Jay Z faves oh, playlist, which is about four and a half hours long.
1: Can't be, That's the can't actual be, name I, of it <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> on Spotify, folks. Look it up, Jay Z faves. faves. But you know what? Like I, I, I find it motivational. Like it's it's positive like the the way like some of these hip hop artists like brag and stuff I find positive the the stories of like have you got a line in mind? C- no I'm not going to start rapping for you <laughs> there's a uh, the, but the stories from like you know coming from a really hard place and coming from the streets and you know Jay Z was like selling drugs and whatever to the like I've made it sort of thing like I just
0: I like that it's good for they don't make weights. rappers like they used to eh? back in yeah. our days yeah, <laughs> yeah. ooh at the minute, like, I'm, I'm a massive hip-hop rap fan, Jay-Z, probably one of my all-time favourites, but at the minute, I'm going back to skater, emo, punk, right? like, Fall Out Boy. Nice. Just something that's got a slight scream to it, but not enough that you're like, what is that?
1: I thought you were about to say Spice Girls.
0: No, that's, that's my, um, that's my special playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Only good, good members get to hear that one. Shame for but, them. Shame for them. Tell you what, Steps has got a, a, a tune out now. Mm. Some people should just leave it. You know, like you've had your moments. Just, just leave it. If you like steps, I'm you not you have run sorry. out of money. <laughs> that, that's why they've run out of money. All right. Anyway. Let's wrap this up. The, we love getting your questions, folks. If you do have a question for us and you'd like to email us in, Mike, it is podcast at akrfitness.com. Brilliant. And the hashtag if you want to post any of this on social media is Lindsay.
1: Energizing life.
0: Podcast. Podcast. Audising Life podcast. Why didn't he say
1: podcast? (laughs) So close. Every time. Every single time. They know it's a podcast.
0: (laughs) Could be watching on YouTube. Well, this is true. All right, folks, that is it from us. We are happy to be back. We're going to see you in the next one. See you then.